Welcome to the Fit and Fierce podcast, a show to inspire and empower you and remind you that we're all a little messed up and that's okay. I'm your host, Megan. And in my personal journey, I realized that the fiercest thing I ever did was to ask for help. I no longer wanted my story to rule me. I was going to own it and share it. And throughout each one of these episodes, I want you to remember that being flawed doesn't make you less. It makes you more. Hey lady, welcome back. You've had my voice in your ear holes for quite a while now. Done kind of a stretch with some solo episodes, so always fun and enjoyable to introduce you to somebody else. And today my guest is Elizabeth Dahl. Elizabeth is the owner of A Woman of Wellness, and she really focuses working with women who are fed up with dieting and ready to make peace with food in their bodies. So, like, raise your hand, 99.9% of us, or at least a lot of you who are hanging out and listening, because that's kind of the jam here. And I know that a lot of the concepts that we talk about today aren't new to you, There is so much power that I receive when I hear somebody else talk about something that I've already heard, but they say it in just the tiniest different way. Sometimes it really, really clicks with me. And as we've talked a lot about on here before too, there's messages that we receive, but we're not ready for them at that time. And the moment we're ready, the moment is when the message comes And that can change everything. So I want you to be open and just hear out what we're talking about today. We talk about so many amazing twists and turns on what loving and respecting your body looks like and how no matter what we want to believe and what we're fed by diet culture, it's not getting smaller that's going to make you happy. It's not a diet that's going to solve your problems. It's not a new workout plan that's suddenly going to click and change the struggles that you are dealing with. It is tapping into what is truly, truly at the root of that, diving deep, working through it, and only then, I promise you from standing on the other side, and so does Elizabeth in today's episode, only then can you truly, truly make the shifts and the change that you are so desperately, desperately seeking. Elizabeth asked some really intriguing and some really powerful questions and there's a challenge at the end that we both encourage you to listen to and to think on and to stew on and to take some time to work through. So open up those hearts, open up those minds, sit back and enjoy. Welcome back everybody. I'm so excited for you to hang out today and we have a special guest which makes the episodes even more enjoyable for me and I know for you all as well. So today we are chatting with Elizabeth. Welcome, Elizabeth. Hello. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm excited you're here. Why don't you go ahead and tell the listeners a little bit more about yourself? Absolutely. So I am a certified exercise physiologist and wellness coach, and I help women who are fed up with dieting make peace with food, make peace with their bodies, and work towards achieving the goals that they want to achieve to live a fulfilled and purposeful life. So I just help women approach food and their relationship with their bodies with just positivity and happiness so that they can live that fulfilled life. 
can you guys see why she's here? She fits in perfectly because I know all of you are tuning in so intently. It's what we talk about so much on here and what so many of my clients and the listeners struggle with. Um, so I appreciate that, Elizabeth. Yes. Did, did your work come about because of things that you experienced in your life or how did that path start for you? Yes. So part of my story is probably similar to a lot of women's stories where I wanted to lose weight in some way constantly or wanted to fit in, um, wanted to look like her or what I felt like I should look like. And so I often would try all different kinds of diets and cleanses. That's the biggest one for me. I would always like stop and start over with a new cleanse so that I wouldn't go down the path of sugar or whatever. Um, so that was part of my story. And then I also, one of my pieces of my stories is that I always deserved a treat at the end of a day. I always, it didn't matter if I passed a test, if I did something good, if I had a stressful day, food was my reward. So that was kind of my story. And I didn't realize how big of an issue it was in my life until I started going down the health and wellness route. I decided that I wanted to be on the preventative side of health. I was going down the nursing route and quickly decided I wanted to be on the preventative side. And so I became a personal trainer and I really loved it. And I would give these women, these programs, you know, I'd teach them how to eat, how to exercise and all of that. And they'd come back and they'd say, well, I didn't do it. And I got really frustrated because I said, well, if I give you this plan and you follow it, you'll get the results that you want. And what I realized in that moment was that health and wellness isn't a perfect approach. It's not just about following a plan. I realized that these women had lives and life happens and there's stress and things come in and you get tired and you get emotional and all of these things. And so that's what led me to going back to school for further education to teach about the behavior change around our relationship with food and movement and our bodies. Because what we try to do when we try to change our bodies is fit a mold, fit a perfect diet standard, right? And we realize that we don't fit this perfect standard because it perfection doesn't exist in our everyday life. And so learning how to approach food, approach movement, approach taking care of our bodies in our life, with our life. And that's what led me down the path that I'm at now. That speaks to so many. I know that message is, and I applaud you for being really honest in sharing of like, I was really frustrated with my clients because I've experienced that too of just like, well, why, why are you not, why are you not doing what you want, quote unquote, to be doing, but to take it that step further and to really get to their level and understand that that's not how life works. And even if maybe they did follow it to a T, they still might not be getting what they want to be getting because there's so many other factors that fall into that as well. And we don't realize that sometimes, right? We just want that perfect plan because we're so desperate for something. And so that's one thing that I want anyone listening to, to feel and to know that it's okay that life happens. It's okay that 
when you've tried to follow these perfect plans and they haven't worked, it's not your fault. It's the, it's the plan, right? The plan is designed to make you fail. The diet industry is like a $7 billion industry. It's designed for you to keep coming back for more. And so if you feel this frustration, that's okay. And we're just kind of speaking to, there is another way to do this by supporting your life. Yeah, I would have, in the years that I struggled, desperate is the perfect word. I would have given anything and done and did a lot of things that were not supportive and loving towards myself because I, I just would blindly follow whatever if it promised me the shiny illusion of changing my body and what I thought would then give me what I was truly seeking. And bottom line is that's not at all the case. Yeah. So many women approach it out of shame. That's the number one word that I receive. um, When I ask for feedback, they say, I feel shame in my body. And so that's what leads to that desperation. And then I love that we're going on this because we just had a podcast a few episodes back talking about shame and the cycle of shame, because then not only are we ashamed of our body, if we're changing because Uh, shame is our motivator, our driver, then we're ashamed because it didn't work out. Then we're ashamed because we overate. We're ashamed because we didn't exercise. And that continues to just perpetuate that cycle round and round and round. Yes, absolutely. And we get stuck. We get stuck in the cycle and we don't know how to get out of it. And it's so frustrating, right? I think that's a really good word of I feel frustrated and I feel stuck in this shame. And one of the things that I know women really, really struggle with is how do I find joy in a body that I have right now when I want it to change? And there's this quote that I live by that says, when I truly accept myself as I am, then I can change. So I talk a lot about it's okay to have goals. It's okay to want body change, but there is a way to approach it in love versus the desperation, the shame, and it's more likely to be successful. And also, if you've ever approached weight loss out of shame and actually lost the weight, did you end up loving your body when you lost the weight? A lot of times the answer is no, there was still something missing and it's frustrating when we get there and we think, well, what's missing? That's to a T. My smallest, my smallest version of myself was the most miserable version of myself. And in my mind, that shouldn't have been true. Why, why would that be true? Like that's all I had been working so damn hard for, for so damn long. And it just was empty. And then what happens also, if we're led by shame, we self-sabotage. We don't of course mean to, But that energy underlying it is going to cause us to fall back into patterns that don't serve us, patterns that we're moving away from, and eventually go back to a place where we're not wanting to be at at all. Yes, definitely. And it's good to recognize that, right? Sometimes we think that smaller version of ourself will be a happier version. But if you can dive into that and, and see maybe why it wasn't, it helps you understand and get out of that cycle. Elizabeth, how do you lead with love? How do you, cause I know it's, I know it's not easy, but it's, 
what so many of us in this world talk about in this kind of self-love body acceptance space of saying, yeah, you have to love yourself now and then you can change it. And I understand, but the version of me several years ago and the version of so many of the listeners are like, well, that's a nice shiny line, but what the hell does that mean? And how the hell do I actually do that? Absolutely. That is a big question, right? We could spend all day. Yeah, that could be a whole, we could do like a month long series on, on that alone. Yes. But what I would say is I teach the women in my community about this concept about our bodies. And when we discovered something wrong with our bodies or, or we discovered that our bodies were different than what they should be. So at some point in our lives, we were told, or maybe we just discovered that our body didn't look like hers, or it wasn't normal, or it wasn't what it should be. And so that's kind of where those body image struggles started. And we've created this narrative in our head that because our body is different, it must be bad, wrong, not normal, not acceptable, not lovable. And I like to try to shift the narrative. And I think this is something you have to practice. It's a practice. Body love is a practice. But if you can start to change the way that you see your body as different, being good, being acceptable, being useful, being strong, like creating some positive statements about the differences in your body from someone else or from what you think it should be, that's a really great place to start in saying, okay, I recognize that my body is different and I can accept that right now, or I can love that right now. You get to choose those words that feel good to you. And then you keep going with that and say, how can I show up in love for my body right now as it is acceptable? Maybe that means I take a 10 minute walk each day because that's me showing up in love for my body right now. So it's okay to want change. It's okay to have those goals, but unless we're learning how to show up for it in this moment and changing the narrative today, five months down the road won't change anything unless you're starting today. And starting so small and yes you spoke on so well too of making it fit for you. I love affirmations. There's something we, I practice, my clients practice them, but I, there's a big misconception that I feel that affirmations we're supposed to say them of saying, I love my body and I celebrate this and yeah, you can get there. But if that feels inauthentic to you in the moment, which when you're starting, it probably does. It's finding something that is maybe tiny that you can learn to love, taking a walk. You can look at it in a different way than saying, I just have to come from saying, oh, I love and accept my body and I'm so perfect and happy with it. Like you might not be right now. Yeah, and you can change those words. We talk a lot about, there's the phrase body love and some people get triggered by that, right? So what if we talked about body respect? What does that make you feel? 
What if you talked about body acceptance? What if you just talked about body neutrality, which basically means my body is useful? So you can arrive at the words that feel good for you right now and know that you can continue, you can change, things can get better, but you don't, don't feel like you have to start five steps down the road, start with step one. And you said too, it is a practice. It is something that nobody, we haven't typically been taught this way. So we don't have to dive in head first thinking that in the first day that we say that we love our body or we start that practice that it's going to feel good. It's going to feel real and believable. It takes time. It, it's, a, again, it, you said a practice and that's just the best way of saying it. Absolutely. And be patient with yourself. I mean, this is, I was talking to my community actually just yesterday and they were saying that they were frustrated that they weren't where they wanted to be or, you know, it's frustrating to kind of, can I believe this? Do I believe it will happen? And I just say, be patient and trust the process and it comes. But you think about how long you've maybe struggled with your relationship with food or your body, maybe 10 years, 20 years, who knows? it's not going to change overnight. It could take some time to reverse those thoughts, reverse those patterns. And it's okay to be patient with yourself and recognize this has been a lifetime of building on these other habits that you're now wanting to change. So we're here to run the marathon, not sprint the marathon, right? <laughs> There's also where having a coach, having accountability is so beneficial because in the muck, in the space where it's, I'm not getting the magical result that I should be having, like a diet tells me, oh, if I do this cleanse, if I do this in six weeks, in five days and whatever, I'll magically have what I want, which may or may not be the case. And that's a whole other space. But this work isn't that. This work is tough and it's hard. And there's a lot of gray, murky space and so when you want to pull out, that's where you have that coach that is lovingly guiding you and supporting you and reminding you, trust, trust this process. Yes. And usually during the biggest struggles come the biggest breakthroughs. So if you just push through that, a breakthrough is on the other side. Mm -hmm. And the approach also of learning to respect your body, learning to love and accept your body doesn't mean that you're not going to have a bad day. Doesn't mean that you're not going to be maybe critical of, a, of an area of your body or totally loving and accepting it. But it's just getting you to that space of saying, and that's okay that I don't. I'm yeah. okay. It doesn't make me less than a person. It doesn't make me have to default into thoughts, patterns, or behaviors that don't serve me. Absolutely. I like to think of it as taking your value so like if we can visualize this you've got your body and then you've got you <laughs> inside your body and when you kind of separate that you've got your physical body and then you've got your personality your everything you know and i like to have women ask themselves like what what value do i bring am i kind am i patient am i loving am i like what values do i hold that are special to me that make me special and then you put it back in the body and you realize that they go together and that's what people see. I mean, obviously I know that there are people that are judged out there and I know judgment is a thing, but 
the majority of the people in our lives see our value. They don't see what we see as, a, as our body image. And so if you can separate those two things and recognize that there is so much value in who you are and then place it back into the body that you have, that's going to help you so much in showing up in love for your body and making the decisions that feel good and, and reaching that body love that you're looking for. I came across the most beautiful quote yesterday and I'm going to probably not get it all right. There are many pieces to it, but one of the main points that resonated with me was asking you to think about the moments when you're laughing so hard that tears are streaming down your face and that your stomach hurts and you just, you're in that pure elevated space of joy. Are you thinking about how your body looks or the people that love you the most? Like, are they, are they thinking about how your body looks when they're giving you this hug and you're in this true state of love? No, no, yeah. that's not the underlying piece of any of that. I had a client tell me the other day that she finally got in her swimsuit and jumped off the diving board with her kids and they all just, mom, you're the best. We love this. And she said in that moment, she realized that her kids never cared about her swimming suit or how she looked they cared that she was either sitting on the sidelines which she always did or that she was in the pool playing with them and what a change right like i get that it's still probably some there's some still hesitation there i understand that but recognizing that what is she going to remember just that fearless jumping in the pool with her kids and they're going to remember my mom did that with me Oh, I get like chills and like teary eyed just thinking of that. There's so much just sadness that she lived like that and so much joy that she's now opening her eyes to what else is, what is actually true. Yeah. And I think it would be really good for the listeners to start asking themselves that question of where have I sat on the sidelines when I wanted to jump in? And is there a way that I could show up in love for my body so that I can jump in, right? Whatever that is, it doesn't have to be a pool, but mm -hmm. to jump in in life and participate rather than sit out because I'm worried about what people might think or I just, I'm worried about my body. The listeners know I always love a good challenge. I think I end almost every episode with like, this is my challenge for you. So, hey ladies, here you go. Elizabeth just dropped a massive challenge for you and take some time. Like I'm not, I'm not joking when I say like really take time and listen back to the words that she said and have the tough conversations with yourself. And also then build on that and say, if I continue down this way, what else am I going to miss? Absolutely. And it's okay to have those those conversations in your head. And it's also okay to have hesitations, right? Like I still, I still practice this myself. Sometimes I'll have something come up in my head, like, Oh, I don't know how I feel about that. And then I just, I remember the conversations that I've created. Every time you create a new narrative in your head, it creates a step in the right direction. And so I just automatically know, Oh yeah, that's a, a negative thought. That's a, something I don't need to listen to. I'm going to move forward. And that's what the practice will do for you. Mm -hmm. Elizabeth, where can people find you? Tell us what your coaching looks like, all the good stuff. Absolutely. So I am 
probably my most popular <laughs> thing is I have a course called Food Freedom. And it basically helps women heal their entire relationship with food. And we talk a lot about our relationship with our body because that's so connected. I mean, they cannot be separated. Um, it's my big course and um, we have a community in there where I go live and I answer questions and I, I talk to these women, they share their wins. It's, it's a really great place to get the support that you need to help you keep showing up in your life and to make sure that food is not a big stress in your life and your body image is not a big stress in your life. So um, the doors are opening in September, which I think this is going live. That'll be perfect. Um, and then if someone is like just looking to just get their feet wet or get started, um, I have a free emotional eating mini course. That's just like an email course that helps people work through their emotions with eating. And I also have a little meditation that helps work through um, our body image and showing up in love for our body, which is what we've talked about a lot today. So um, they can just find that over at awomanofwellness.com or on Instagram. I like to hang out over there the most. <laughs> That's my favorite place to be, um, just at A Woman of Wellness. And all of that will be in the show notes. So you can guys go, go ahead and check that out and dive into that more. And before we wrap up, always liking to end with a few questions. And the first one I love to hear from my guest is, what would you say is your super weapon? Ooh, that's a great question. I never give up. Mm -hmm. I will go and go and go until I fall dead. <laughs> and that's resilience. That's what keeps you going yeah. and keeps persevering. And what does being fierce mean to you? Ooh, that's a great question too. I would say to keep showing up, to keep showing up for yourself, for others, and really to not give up, which is what I just shared, but to keep showing up and have integrity. Do what you say you're going to do and people will see that, that fierceness out of you. I like that. Trust. You said it before too. Just trust that process and, and to keep going. Yes. Elizabeth, this has been amazing. I appreciate so much you sharing everything that you did. I took down so many notes while you were talking of things that I highlighted and that really resonated with me. And I thank you again for sharing that with everyone that's listening. Thank you for having me. I had so much fun. Absolutely. Thank you so much for listening to the Fit and Fears podcast. If you enjoyed it, please head over to iTunes, subscribe and download so you never miss an episode and drop me a rating and review. It's the best way to support the show and to keep more episodes coming your way. See you next time.